Chef Boyardee is post-mentor. <laughs> <laughs> At that point, it was always going to be Leia. Could have been Baby Yoda. <laughs> wow, what a huge oversight. There's just a hole in the Death Star. Like, what the heck? You know, just like, board that up or something, you know? And jumped onto Wikipedia. I was like, oh, there it is. I refused to get on the walk. As Jared lovingly refers to it. You're listening to the Star Wars Archives, a Utini.com Patreon-exclusive podcast. Your regular deep dive down the rabbit hole of the Star Wars universe. Discussion, analysis, Easter eggs, and obscure books you've never heard of. And now, here are your hosts, Jose and Trevor. Hello there! You have tuned into episode 79 of the Star Wars Archive, the Utilian Network podcast where we take a random Star Wars topic and what do we do? We explain the living Bantha Puru out of it! I am Jose, aka Jaxi, in this Utiniverse, and joining me today, the best man that was not the best man, Mr. Trevor <laughs> Davy. Hello, I'm Trev. Keeper of a timeline pages over at utini.com. As ever, I don't even have a quarter of the radio energy as Jose has. I just can't do it. And I've spent my entire life consuming Star Wars media, and I've read over a thousand Star Wars books and comics. All right. And I, Trev, that was a great intro. You brought, brought in some energy. You didn't match Some mine, energy. But that's okay. Um, can you tell our listeners what we're talking about today and why you're the best man that was not the best man (laughs) so today i told jose when he messaged me asking what we're talking about that it was a surprise and i wasn't going to tell him i have told him like five minutes ago (laughs) so it is still a surprise but in honor of my esteemed co-host's fabulous wedding to the wonderful Kate Duffy last weekend, we are going to talk about Star Wars weddings. Not Star Wars themed weddings, but weddings in the Star Wars universe, expanded universe, canon universe. Only canon? Oh, well, I guess, and Legends? Yeah, all of it. Okay. Yes. Uh, No, and this is fantastic, right? Because, uh, you know, this is how we're, you know, we're we're synced up because that's when, when I asked you a couple of days ago, what this weekend's topic was going to be if we didn't have one because <laughs> that's how <laughs> well planned we are i was going to suggest you know are there any weddings just so that we can kind of tie it to something that just happened in reality and you said oh we got it or you got it and i'm like all right cool um and it just happened well to i be what i was hoping i for. actually thought i actually thought and this is one of the dangers of the internet and communicating by text and messages i wasn't sure whether i'd like pissed you off because I, you said, what are we going to talk about? And I said, don't worry, I've got it covered. And you went, oh, so I don't get a say and I don't need to do any research. And I'm like, oh, have I upset him that I haven't discussed the option <laughs> with him? <laughs> no, that was that was meant in like, oh, so I don't have to do anything. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, brilliant. Okay, great. Because, um, no, I'm, I'm yeah, I'd spend, I spent this entire past week just catching up with the work stuff because uh, as opposed to most people who just get married, I decided to go right back to work on Monday instead of going on my honeymoon because that's going to happen uh, in a few weeks during the holidays. So, um, yeah, lots of catching up with uh, real life that I've had to do. So that's why when you told me I had to do no research, I was <laughs> I was elated. And that was great news that you yes. seem to have it handled. However... It also just means 
that I have an idea of the topic. I don't know what the structure of this episode is going to be. So you will definitely have to be, um, you know, leading the whole thing. Well, we are going to explain the living bantha poodoo at <laughs> some Star Wars weddings. That's, yes. Okay. Great. How hard is it? Come on, man. Yeah, we will. And as we, I, as we've I said, done this right, 78 times before. Yes. And oh, and this is so this is a story that I wanted to tell you when I when because I was like, well, I guess we're just going to wing it. And you're like, well, that's what we always do. And I'm like, touche. However, that made me think. <laughs> so little anecdote from my wedding. Um, I everyone gives their speeches. Uh, you know, like there's, uh, you know, the best man, the best woman. You didn't you... start your speech with "Hello there" and welcome <laughs> to. <laughs> oh, that would have been good. No, 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 no. Um, I didn't know I had to give a speech. Do it again. Redo the wedding. <laughs> no, um, no. People gave their speeches and then they give me the mic, and I'm like, oh, right. I'm supposed to. I was supposed to do like a little speech now to thank everyone for coming. I don't have my phone with me because I didn't want to get distracted. And also, if I put my phone in my pocket, it looks weird in all the pictures. So I had left my phone in a room like somewhere else. I didn't have anything with me. So then I just went, all right, I guess I'm just going to wing this. (laughs) And, you know, little chuckles around. But I'll say that doing this podcast 100% like helped me. like know how to talk to a room like with 70 something people and just make it sound like I knew what the hell I was talking about and that I had out this whole prepared speech. I I know you're a well-read person and you know, you're you enjoy movies and TV and all that sort of stuff at no point in the last few months. And I know you've done a lot of preparation. There's been a lot of work going to your wedding at no point. Did you think, Oh yeah, I'm gonna have to give a speech on the day. No, wait, that's it. We it's, had, it's, it's standard. It's we had we had. You must notes. have known that's, it was going to happen. That's what I'm saying. We had some notes, but they were in my phone. And they were just not and printed did, or anything with me. You you didn't think to just write them down on some cards or? No, there's so many things going on, man. Like <laughs> especially day off, like before, and that's the other thing too. Um, so if. The whole wedding industry is such a sham here, at least in America. I don't know how it is in other countries. Um, Because all these people, I don't know if they just end up doing this for a living. And this is not what they train for or anything. But they just sort of like... They really do leave everything until the very last minute. And I come from a industry... Where, you know, I draw plans for a living. I make plans. I prepare ahead of time. I draw the <laughs> things. And then someone else gets, like, makes it, right? So I go into this. And the fact that, like, there's all these things just come up just days before the actual wedding. It's insane how it's like, hey, this was all solvable before. There was no need <laughs> to talk about this two days before when I'm having to run over to the to the airport to pick up my parents to then go and have like dinner with my sisters and then go like when there's a million other things happening, there's no reason why I need to be making decisions right now when we could have all talked about this months ago when I had time. But that's <laughs> like that's why like it's crazy that the days before the actual wedding, there's things there's still all these things that like the wedding coordinator and that the venue hadn't sorted out and i'm like i don't know why you're asking me this now like 
You you knew this was happening. I didn't because this is not. I don't do this all the time. But you deal with this. <laughs> True. Oh no, multiple times every week. So you should know about this. So why did you not anticipate that this was going to be a question you needed answered months ago when I had time to think about it? So that's it's like that's not the same as not being prepared for the groom's speech. <laughs> I think well, I, you know, me not being prepared. Well, I, look. <laughs> I was halfway prepared because there again there were notes, and <laughs> as you can else. tell with this whole <laughs> intro that we're doing and what the next forty five fifty fifty five minutes of this episode are gonna be, I don't need notes. <laughs> True. Okay. So, yes. Redeemed. Yes. And I'm so, sure it was a great speech. No, people came up to me afterwards and they were all like, "That was so good," and this and that, and I'm like, "Yeah, it was. I know." I am in touch. I am in touch with my own feelings. I was able to to not just say the obvious. I made some people laugh. Like some people were touched, not physically. I mean, I guess I'm physically too, but not by me. Um, but anyways, uh, no. Overall, no. It was great, uh, Trev. I, I'm I'm uh, sorry you couldn't make it, but I I get that. You know, you're also kind of like halfway around the world. So it's not yeah, like... it was it was it was tricky. <laughs> You know, we we did look into it because you you know you were good enough to invite me and Sarah, and we did look into it. We did look at flights and everything, but you know, it's, it's a long ass way. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, that is why you're the best man that was not the best man, uh, and that explains that bit from the beginning of this episode. We will be talking about weddings. Anything else we need to say? Uh, yes, there is. As he quickly flicks back to his show notes. <laughs> I need to say that this show is possible thanks to all the people supporting us either through Patreon subscriptions or getting some of our merch designed by Jose. If you'd like to help us out as well, dear listener, you can get our Star Wars inspired merch on utini.com slash merch and also go to patreon.com slash utini. And when and if you become a member, not only will you get access to all of our episodes in advance, you'll also get a bunch of other utini member exclusives. That was really well done, Trev. I'm sure it wasn't as good as your speech. Anyway, weddings. (laughs) Let's do this. Okay, let's get into Star Wars Wedding. So I have done some research. I have Mm -hmm. written some notes. I have not locked those notes away in a hotel room somewhere. So they are to hand. Fantastic. And I will listen and I will react. Yes. We're going to start with... Come on. So, Jose, who do you think of when you think about, like, the biggest power couple in Star Wars? Who are married? Oh, um, would this be Palpatine to the Sith? No. <laughs> I mean, no. I mean, it would be. I mean, I, I guess it's Han and Leia technically, but they were not married, yeah. like on screen. They were on a break. So, I guess. but as a power couple, I would say they are the iconic. Um, Good. That is the answer I wanted you (laughs) to give me. (laughs) So, you're right. We never see them get married on screen. We know they got married. We know they were married in Legends. We know they were married in Canon, although they then split up. We see all their weddings. Now, the reason I say all their weddings is because they were actually married twice in Legends. uh, Now, on purpose? Yes, we're going to talk about a series of books that we've we've touched on, and I I I think we should do a full episode on these books. Okay, the Jedi Prince, 
junior kids books. The ones that include such titles as The Glove of Darth Vader, Mission from Mount Yoda, Prophets of the Dark Side, Zorba the Hutt's Revenge, Queen of the Empire. I'm missing one, but I can't remember which one it is. So these, these Some books, of those right? titles sound a lot more interesting than others. Yes. These books came out between 92 and 93. The same year that Dark Force Rising and The Last Command by Timothy Zahn were released. So the early days of the expanded universe, you were getting these one seminal trilogy that laid the cornerstones of everything that came after. And then you had one where Jabba the Hutt's dad has a neck beard and braids. Uh, neck beard? Neck beard and braids like a pirate. So, 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 so I guess Hutt's, because I was weirded out when I saw a hut with hair on Star Wars Vision. Visions. Vision? Visions. Visions. And I guess they've, they've been able to have hair for a while. Since 1992. <laughs> okay, so we have a pirate mobster. But we're, we're not going to talk overly about the storyline of these books. Okay. Um the series was pretty much ignored by everything else that followed. Uh, like I said, it, it's no surprise that it's the Thrawn trilogy that set up what would yeah. become the expanded universe rather than the Jedi Prince books well, that they... include three-eyed dark side users, but the grandson of Palpatine, uh, human replica droid of Leia, uh, lots of you know, Imperial <laughs> remnant people. A human replica that... droid of Leia? Yep. Um, all the bad guys, you know, there's a grand moth because there's moths and everything, but they hold like a conference, an evil guy conference called the Mothrance. <laughs> no, and like the, no. their ship is called the Moth Ship. Do you, no, like, you're it's, you're it's kidding bad. me. It's that's oh why my. we should cover this because okay, <laughs> even even when I was flicking through these to get just Han and Leia's relationship, the things we're about to talk about are nuts that is yeah no definitely we need to cover this book so you gotta yeah all right so um so han and leia so get married with, in these books right we're only going to talk about the course of han and leia's union throughout the series so literally the first chapter yes. of the first book so the first book is called the glove of darth vader because that's mm-hmm. what the bad guys are trying to find is darth vader's glove because What's it will give magical powers it and that's not the important bit but in the opening chapter, uh-huh. Han basically tells Leia he's going to leave the rebellion because Lando has offered him a lease on a piece of Bespin Sky near Cloud City, and him and Chewie are going to go and build his dream sky house. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so he... that's. So he's like, really sorry, I'm I'm done. You know, we're in love, but I'm done. I'm, I'm going to go build a sky house. I'm going to settle wow. down. Me and Chewie are going to we're going to build a farm. That's okay. So, so romantic that Han. Yeah. Now, in book two, we we don't see Han for the rest of this book. I don't. Oh, think. so that okay. Wow. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. So he's like very piece, short. He pieces book, out way. and then okay. Cool. So in book two, uh, Luke goes and visits Han, and the sky house has, has been built, but it's more like a mansion. Um, something happens. I was trying to track it while I was flicking through. And it didn't really make any sense, so I ignored it because it wasn't directly to do with Han and Leia. Uh, so in book three, 
That's it. The but, book two, they Luke just visits. Well, Luke gets injured in an explosion. Well, yeah, yeah, something. yeah, but but with Han, so like, so well, Han, Han basically. Han returns, Han, Han brings Luke back to Yavin 4. And, you know, some stuff happens, but again, it wasn't about right. Han and Leia. So, so he still it. is But they're back on Leia. Yavin 4. Okay. Nope. He's not ignoring her because the book specifically says, he says something like, oh, I heard you missed me. Gives her a big, long kiss. And that's the actual text, big, long kiss. Um, and says something like, I missed you too. And that's like all the romantic stuff in that okay. book. Okay, all right. Uh, in book three, they're talking about Han having a housewarming party at his Sky Mansion. And Luke says, what we should get him as a housewarming present is an ultra-high-definition communications device. That's... That's amazing, right? But we're talking about ultra HD TVs mm-hmm. in 1992. Come on, that is the, cool. the author was seeing the future. You know, yes. that's actual science. Well, the past. Yes, um, but they decide, or Ken, who turns out to be the grandson of Palpatine, Ken, his name is Ken, the Jedi Prince, mm. Ken. I'm just throwing that back. Like out just K E N. Yeah, just Ken. Um, <laughs> he decides that they should Come get Han he, a housekeeping he's, droid. He's Kenuff. What? He is Knuff. That that doesn't work. <laughs> that, sorry. Okay. Sorry, listeners. <laughs> sorry, listeners. He, he normally sticks for landing, but this one time, he's, he's had a tough week. That's... Uh, he's had a busy week. Not a tough week, but a busy week. You all week. Anyway. know why I'm saying this. Okay, keep so, going. So Ken decides that they should get him a housekeeping droid. And none of this is relevant to Han and Leia bit. I just found it insane. The housekeeping droid that can blast away stains with lasers from her fingers. That's how she cleans. Those are very precise lasers. Uh, These are just minor, minor things that tell you everything you need to know about these books. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyway, later in the same book, after rescuing Leia from Trioculus, who's the bad guy with three eyes who's pretending to be the son of Palpatine, who had planned to marry her and make her the queen of the empire, Han contemplates in his own head, maybe it's now time to propose. Oh, after piecing out for like... Yes, yeah. He's kind of like, oh, what, why haven't I thought about doing I this? mean, he, he built an entire house. Grant, you know, that, would, that could take, what, like a year at least? It, it seemed like days. <laughs> <laughs> I guess with the help of droids and, I don't know, different gravity, maybe they can build faster there, but sure, okay. So, so in book five... Oh, that was it. He just decides yep. in book four. Man. Yeah, he's, he's thinking about it. He's, he's yeah. thinking about it. This is, so this bo- is, this is great for, for, for that's ma- character, manhood all over. Character Prebecca. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's that's, that's his character arc. I uh-huh. think I should get married. And then in the next book... He tells Leia that he wants to elope. Doesn't he wants to elope and get married at Hologram Fun World? Wow. I'm I'm going to read you some actual dialogue. Oh no. Some actual text from this book. So this is a quote. This is Han speaking. Uh-huh. Thinking about the fact that I'm not getting any younger 
and that if I ever want any pipsqueak solo kids running around my sky house tugging up my book boots, well, it just wouldn't seem right unless you were their mother. Mm-hmm. Just, just let that sink in a sec. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, very, very romantic again, that Han. And now I want to talk about hologram fun world. Apart from the fact that you know eloping to a theme park to get married is batshit. Wait, wait, um, but how did Leia respond to this? She was like, "Yeah, <laughs> let's do it." Ever she was pro- like, essentially, she goes, "Oh, I'd always imagine like a big." fancy wedding and hands like that'll take months we haven't got time for that let's just go to fun and whose fault is that whose fault (laughs) is it that they don't have any time the man who decided to build a sky house you know and they're busy fighting the empire Uh, and stuff and sure we just don't have time Uh, so hologram thumb world fun world where again i've copied this Word for uh, copy and paste of this into my document. Uh-huh. Thrilling images of the most spectacular space station in the galaxy filled Leia's mind. A fun park where hologram experiences seem to make every wish come true. That bit's going to be important in a second. <laughs> there they could live every fantasy they ever had ever had, from water skiing off the edge of a thousand foot waterfall to surfboarding on a river of burning lava. Remind you of anyone? <laughs> Uh, no, no. Who's ever done that before in Star Wars? Uh, yeah. I mean, I thought you were going to say that, you know, with with this hologram technology, are we talking about some place that, uh, that Chewbacca's father frequents? Um, I mean, I think it's, no, I think it's more like, <laughs> I think it's meant to be like the holodeck from yes. Star Trek. But yeah. do you think that's actual, like... The last moments of Obi-Wan and Anakin ride. Basically. Just, <laughs> it's for Mustafar Meltdown, yeah. kids. Oh, God. You were my brother! <laughs> and then uh, Leia has to do it. Oh, so she has, she's just like, I have the high ground, Luke. So she's yeah. just like... Oh. Um, so anyway. Yeah. We're at Hologram Fun World. Fun. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's more. Uh, now, Hol- Hologram Fun World is owned by Lando because he got forced off Cloud City by Zorba the Hutt, uh-huh. who kidnaps Leia for the second time in this series mm-hmm. on the eve of their wedding as revenge for her killing his son, Jabba. And at some point, Zorba loses Leia to Trioculus, who still wants to marry her. Uh, and after Han rescues her again... They decide to postpone the idea of eloping and have a more traditional wedding. And the series ends with them about to get married and Leia having a vision of them having possible twin children in the future. End of series. Interesting. But we know that they get married again, or they weren't married in the Thrawn trilogy. No, they were married in the Thrawn trilogy. But every other book ignored these books. Well, some... I mean, so, we don't know if they said I do. They could have decided... It did literally very... end a lot of that. And oh. I think the authors had said on record that there were they were in talks to continue the series and write a book 7, 8, and 9, and that the wedding would have got interrupted. Okay. So it wouldn't have been able to go forward. Yeah. 
of course. And then they because they didn't get to do their fun, uh, hologram fault like fun world whatever. <laughs> the yes. Thing. So they, they were going to have a wedding on uh, Yavin Four. Luke was going to give Leia away, and Chewie was going to be the best man, which makes sense, right? That's kind of yeah. what you'd expect. That that makes sense. Yes. And then we see, well, that's wedding one. So which is wedding that possibly could have, ha- yeah, didn't happen. But then we have uh, the Thrawn trilogy in which they are married. So, yes, yeah, so they're married by the time we get to the Thrawn trilogy. And they get married in the courtship of Princess Leia book. Which I guess would have been happened chronologically before the Thrawn trilogy. Yes. Got it. <clears throat> yes. But it was released later. Now, in, in a very yes. Star Wars fashion. Yes. Okay. And we've spoke about this one before, where Han wins the planet Dathomir to impress Leia, and then uses the Hapen Gun of Command, which basically stuns people into following your instruction, to kidnap her and take her to this planet, because she's worried that she's going to marry Prince Isolda of the Hates Cluster in a political marriage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what... Not very... Is. Not very PC. Yeah, this... this uh. This book hasn't aged very well, if from what I remember. Exactly that. Yeah. Gave us loads of cool concepts. Sure. Bit weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that book does end with the wedding happening on Coruscant. But Luke is the best man, even though Chewie was the best man in the other book. Yeah. Why wouldn't? Why was Chewie? What was he doing? Was he was he the efficient? It it doesn't say he was he was I, there, you know. For for a lot of legends, Chewie was he, he wasn't written very well. He wasn't given a lot to do, you know. He was kind of just just there in the background. That's um, yeah. He didn't get a medal. Like he didn't get nope. to be the best man. That's that's ridiculous. But I the only the only reason for him not to be the best man to me is if he was the efficient and leading the entire wedding. So wearing I mean, his robes. Wearing exactly wearing his red robes, yeah. He he already has the outfit. Yes. And I'm doing this while um I'm saying this while I'm showing Trev my my action figure of uh, Chewbacca Life Day with his red robes that I I bought at Galaxy's Edge uh, last week. Um, but anyways, yeah. You know the, the you... important question is is are you going to open it or are you going to leave it on its card? No, it has to stay in, in there. Okay. So okay. it gets all the information. Yeah, it's got the the thing on the back with the picture of him. It's very. It's I mean, you can you can open it and keep no. the card. No, no, it's gotta <laughs> stay there. Um, okay. But can, can you imagine a whole wedding being performed and led by Chewbacca? Oh, that'd be amazing. With <laughs> Ham being literally the only person who could understand <laughs> him. <laughs> like, like, how does do you take this? Man, to be your lovely wedded husband and all... What does that sound like in true work? <laughs> I mean, what's what's worse? Him officiating or giving the best man speech? <laughs> Either way, no one can understand him. I think that given... Because no one's really paying attention to the ceremony. So I think giving the best man speech when, like, you're supposed to be kind of, like, quippy and, like, you know, make some jokes... And then he's going to be up there and he's going to say something and he's just waiting for people to laugh. But no one's doing that because no one understands him. So I think that's a sad I also, I also imagine that, you know, Chewie's got more stories to tell. He's, he's got more this dish to do than Luke this would. Is true. Oh, that's why. 
That's that's exactly <laughs> why Han asked went, Luke to be his best man second time around. Yeah, I want I want the Jedi to do it because you know he won't even speak bad of someone else. No, no. Yeah, he's that's that that's it. That you cracked it. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> so now so, that we solved that mystery, what what do we have next? So we're going to move on to the princess and the scoundrel, which is their canon wedding. Oh uh, yeah, we're I not going to talk that one yet. Well, we're not going to talk massively about it because it is fairly recent, so I'm imagining that more of our listeners may be familiar. Um, what we can say is it happened two days, well, sorry, Han proposes two days after the Battle of Endor finishes. Um, so you have basically have Return of the Jedi, the first issue of Shattered Empire, then the beginning of Princess and the Scoundrel. Okay. And then they're, they're married the next day, and then they go off on a honeymoon on the Halcyon Cruiser. Which oh, is the, the Disney Hotel, well, which doesn't exist anymore. Yes, so they spend the whole book on there doing Rebel Alliance missiony stuff, while also product placement yeah. for the Disney Hotel. That was like the their last attempt at trying to see if people would actually spend like six thousand dollars on a yes. two, two day hotel, whereas they could spend the same amount of money for like a two week long actual cruise that will take you to see things in real life but yes. okay <laughs> like, i mean it does look cool it though. looked and incredible and i'm really sad that it went away but i just like i could never justify honestly no. the amount of money that it costs and again when it when compared to real um to real vacation packages that you can get going to other places so and i think i've i think i've seen I think I've seen enough YouTube videos and read enough stuff to, you know, get a gist of the story without having it cost me, you know, six thousand yeah. pounds. <laughs> Have you seen the video? Because um, so yeah, so when I just went to Galaxy's Edge, I I'm still waiting to see if they're ever gonna release that actual the actual retractable lightsaber that they developed and got a patent for, but it was oh the, yes the, yeah the Halcyon Cruiser. Have you seen the video of like how Ray switches from the one that actually comes out and then one that she can actually like battle with? I don't think so. So I mean, yeah, obviously the one that comes out, you know, telescopes out or whatever, uh, that is not you can't really hit stuff with it. <laughs> so she's up on some some platform when she comes out. She takes out her lightsaber. And then you see the blade come out, the yellow blade. And then she's like, oh, I'm ready to fight you, Kylo Ren, or whatever. Because for some reason she has a yellow saber, but it's Kylo Ren at the same time. That doesn't yeah. help. Doesn't matter. <laughs> so then she, since she's up on some sort of platform, you're looking at this from below. Then she very carefully leans down, puts that <laughs> You can't see this, but then, and then she comes back up and she has another saber. So basically she has to oh. switch sabers. So that she can now use one that she can like hit stuff with, but it's just like I will battle you now. Let me crouch first. Let me get up. Now I'm ready. <laughs> it's like there's just like that little you know like she could have done that while maybe somersaulting or something, and then it would have looked a little more like you know seamless. But the fact that she's like, ah, oh, <laughs> I'm ready. Hold up. Okay, now I'm, I'm gonna, ready. <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely going to go and check that out because I've, I've seen a few videos of the whole kind of storyline of it. Yeah. I even saw someone on Reddit the other day has put together a Galactic Star Cruiser timeline spreadsheet. Uh -huh. 
So nice. it's what events are happening in which part of the Star Cruiser over the two days. Wow. And which characters you interact with where and stuff. And That's fantastic. Yeah, a man after... You know, it's... A, a person really after my own it. heart. <laughs> <laughs> no, it just really... I wish it had been a little more, yeah, accessible. Um, but, you know, it's not like Disney's known for trying to be accessible to people. Um, other than diluting some things to make it more PG or something. I mean, I, I almost want it to have cost them a fuck ton of money. Like, I want them to have lost loads of money on it so they know that, okay, maybe we did price ourselves out. Yeah. But at the same time, that would mean maybe they'd be more reluctant to do such ambitious Possib- storytelling things. Possibly. I don't, I don't know. I, you know, I, I have no idea. I, I'm sure they didn't look. Actually, I don't know. I'm curious to see if they, how much money they could have lost in that whole experience. Because it was priced so high that it, they could have also made their money very quickly. I, it's also possible that they, they were just not profiting as much. But I feel like they could have easily broken even. I was reading, speaking about money, I was reading a, a thing the other day. Someone was comparing what Disney paid for Star Wars to what they paid for Marvel. Now, I think they paid somewhere in the region, of, if I'm remembering right, $3 billion for Marvel. Mm-hmm. Now, that includes... I can't, I can't remember when this when Disney bought Marvel. But if you think that includes, what, 60 years of storytelling of the, all the comics, yeah. all the characters, all the different IPs, just that vast amount of content that they paid money for. And then with Star Wars, $4.4 billion, for a much smaller IP, if you yeah. think about the amount of content there actually was. True. And even the in-universe storytelling, they were going to overwrite anyway and start again. Yeah. <laughs> but it just shows that the brand, Star Wars, yeah, its value is so much more than Marvel, even with those 60 years of history. Well, you, I mean, Which I thought was really interesting. It is definitely The power of the Star Wars brand. It is very interesting. I mean, you you would also have to take into account that when when Disney did this, there was uh, you know it was a little bit of an experiment um, because you know there was no MCU. Um, it's and even though there have been superhero movies for you know there's been superhero movies for for like every decade since what the seventies at the very least when Superman's already coming out. So when people talk about superhero fatigue, I'm like guys. It's been, yeah. We've been at it for like 40, 50 years and people are still watching these movies. So, no, there's no superhero fatigue. They're just bad movies. Um, <laughs> make it good and people will watch it. That's like, that's what it takes. Back in the days where they had to, <laughs> like, where they had to make a Captain America or a Fantastic Four movie just to keep the rights for another five right. years. Right. And then just shelve those movies. Yeah. But I mean, you know, they, they just didn't know where was, this was going to go. So, I think it was definitely um, a, a bigger. Uh, gamble whereas like you know Star Wars yeah as a franchise as especially as a movie franchise right it's established and people know like you're gonna bring in people that like um, you know they there's a very established audience whereas I think for for Marvel stuff it was still a more a little bit more of a niche audience that would have I think that article was also kind of suggesting that you know, George Lucas sold Star Wars cheap. He could have got a lot Probably. more than four point four billion, but he wanted Disney to buy it. Yeah. So he had to sell it at a price 
that they could afford for a start. Yeah. And then, you know, he gave most of it to charity. So, I mean, yeah. Good on him. 4.4 is nothing to sneeze at either. So. No. <laughs> okay, weddings. Okay, weddings. I did not get $4.4 billion in, uh, in, in wedding funds for, for my... You know, I, I could tell that by the fact that we're not doing this in a fully kitted out studio. Right? It, <laughs> that would have been nice. Something gave it away. Listeners, come um, on, guys. <laughs> fund, fund our lives. The new live interactive 4.4 billion archive show. <laughs> Let me build my Sky uh, House. Yes, <laughs> Sky Mansion. Sky um, Mansion. So the next wedding we're going to talk about is Luke Skywalker and Mara Jade. Yeah. So... This is in the Legends continuity. They got married 19 years after the Battle of Yavin. The wedding itself is told in a four-issue comic strip called Union, but was released early 2000s, maybe 2000. Now, I'm not going to talk about the story. Uh, they get wedding, uh, married. They, you know, <laughs> there's a stag party. There's a stag party. A hut designs a dress for Mary Jade. Um, it a doesn't hut, get used. Uh, a hut designs some, a dress? Yeah, it, lots of people design dresses. Uh, there's some imperial shenanigans, and they get married. So, But the best part about this comic, and it uh -huh. is incredible, and if you're in our Discord, you would have seen me talking about this this afternoon. The best thing about this comic are the famous people that the artist Robert Teranishi <laughs> uses as models so for that's the characters. What that is. <laughs> <laughs> No so way. You, so I posted a picture of Bruce Willis. Yes. Uh, well, it's not a picture of Bruce Willis. It's actual art from his actual comic that depicts... So that's Jedi Master Cam Solusar, who's a big character in the books. He's one mm -hmm. of the first Jedi that Luke ever meets. He's in Dark Empire 2 all the way back in the 90s. I'm sure he becomes, like, you know, the head of a Jedi Council at some point. Or is that someone else? That might be Kent Hammer. Anyway, so he's a, he's a big character. And he's drawn as Bruce Willis. Wes Jansen from the X-Wing books. Is that the only time that he's drawn as Bruce? Like to no, no, no. The entire, the entire issue. That Bruce Willis is used as that character's model. Yeah, but so then moving across... forward or whatever for that character or before, like he's. Oh, I, I don't think he's in any other comics. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, Wes Jansen from the X-Wing books. He's drawn as Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> Now, someone commented in our Discord that I was talking about a Men in Black comic. No, this, again, this is a Star Wars comic. It's Star Wars, yes. Of course. And then there's a group of a group of Imperials who are trying to disrupt the wedding for Imperial reasons. Uh-huh. Um, there's three of them that are, are drawn as... So, Jack Nicholson is one of them. Sort of shining era Jack Nicholson. Steve, Steve Buscemi oh my is God. another one. Now, he's drawn badly across them all and in some he looks like him in some panels he looks like him in some he doesn't wow. and then the final sort of famous person bruce campbell from the evil dead movies oh. <laughs> bruce so campbell what i will post i will find some more panels and post the rest of these in our discord what a i want i'm not gonna tell people yeah well you've got guests and you've got imperial so it's a bunch now I was trying to find, like, the female characters. I was trying to figure out if any of those were drawn after famous people. Because, you know, Winter's in there. Teon's there. Um, 
but I couldn't, there was a couple of panels where I'm like, I'm sure that's someone, I'm sure that's meant to be someone, but I couldn't quite put my mm. finger on it. Whereas with the blokes, <clears throat> it's really, really obvious. I mean, you've seen the Bruce Willis and the Tommy Lee Jones one. There's no doubt who they're supposed to be. Yeah, I'm looking, I, I just, I, I just looked up for the uh, Bruce Campbell one. Yeah, undeniably him. Uh, yeah, the Tom Lee Jones you shared already, and very, <laughs> and I also the Bruce Willis one, and, and I'm I'm a hundred percent sure as well that the author has confirmed that this was deliberate. I mean, it couldn't be accidental, could it? But obviously, somebody at some point no. asked him in an interview, and he he said, "Yeah, of course, it'd be fun." Christopher Walken, isn't it too? Now Close. I've read that because I was doing when I was doing my research. I can't find yeah. him. Hmm. I think that's Steve, Steve Buscemi. Is it Buscemi, Buscemi? Buscemi. Buscemi. I'm sure that he's got Christopher Walker mixed up with Steve Buscemi. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I'm not... Yeah, Tom... yeah, I don't... I can't see see uh, Christopher Walken in these pictures. But this is incredible. Yeah, I was going to ask questions about how... Yeah, how... How that wedding actually? What the happened. hell I was talking about? Well, well, with this, with that too, I didn't know this is where you were gonna go and what, what this was for. But when you talked about Mary Jane marrying uh, Luke, I'm like, okay, so you know, how did they? Because I, you know, I read the Thrawn trilogy, and and I know that something happened after, <laughs> uh, and that they have children, but I don't know anything in between. So I was like, okay, so yeah, tell me about their relationship. But this is, I mean. I'm glad you went in Much this cooler. direction because, my God. <laughs> another another thing about this comic series is there's an alternate cover for the graphic novel uh-huh. that didn't get used. Okay. And it's one of Jared's favorite pieces of Star Wars art. And it's hideous. What it's it? the worst. Ah, I will, again, I will try and find this and put it in our Discord. I'll just ask Jared for it because it's like, he looks, Luke looks like Deadpool. Or looks like Wade Wilson. What? It's really, really bad. Were they just like assuming that Mark Hamill was going to get into another accident, so they were just anticipating that? Maybe, maybe. I mean, it's quite clear why it didn't get used. Wow. Okay. Oh no, I gotta find that. All right. Well, I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm not gonna waste my time doing this because uh, we have we're, we're recording a podcast. Um, okay. Well, th- <laughs> that that was that was great. Uh, yeah. Thank you for that. That was that. That's definitely so, a gift. So what else like, do we have? Yes. So they're some of the the biggest weddings, really, in in Star Wars. You know, the biggest the biggest one, I guess, is Anakin and Padme. But honestly, I didn't have a lot to say about it. It happens. We see it on screen. We know how it ends. So <laughs> there wasn't a lot to talk about. Where was it filmed? Uh, Italy. Okay. <laughs> there we go. See, we're out. So, so, so we're gonna go on to some. Well, more, hold on. Uh, I'll, I will yeah. say. I'll say one thing about them, um, and it's because I was just talking about this, but it was uh, with Kate actually, because um, she hasn't seen the Clone Wars uh, like series, and this is just something about how to me, like in the in the Clone Wars series. As a couple, I I buy it, I get it, like their chemistry, and I see them as a you know it sort of makes a lot more sense, and 
and the diet I, there's just some, something about it in the movie that i just like it, it always felt very stilted and so when they get married it was a little kind of like oh, okay they, they got married it's you know it's, it just sort of happened so uh, and then they they hide it yeah they so. think they're hiding it but not very well obviously uh yeah okay next wedding moving on so <laughs> we're gonna talk about temin wexley better known as snap uh-huh. from the force awakens yes. and his wedding to kare kun one of the other members of black squadron Kari so kun. we're fully canon now we're in the resistance against the first order era isn't kare kun an actress that was in the leftovers i do not know yes okay <laughs> see who says who says you d- don't contribute to the research yeah, she's, she's, she was it. She was in 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 um, the leftovers. I think she was in a season of the Fargo. She's uh, yeah, she's a really good actress. I didn't. Jose, sorry, Jose has just discovered the alternate cover for Union because he's just <laughs> sent it to me. I, I literally just sent Jared a DM asking me. He does look awful. I mean, Mara looks. Awful as well. The she looks like terrible. She looks like the ball queen, and her mouth's about to open up. And yeah, it's uh, it's pretty terrible. I don't know. I mean, who... what the hell is going on with Han's face on I the left hand side? What is happening? Oh, that's Han. Oh god. Yep. Lando looks. Lando looks worse in this than Billy D. Williams looks now. <laughs> Wait, look at Yoda. Why is he? <laughs> And I'm guessing that's meant to be Ghost Anakin. Oh my god. And who's the dude with the leather jacket? And and two so I, who's double fisting drinks on the So back that's gotta left. be Wedge. So that's with, gotta be Wedge. I I don't know who sat down with the glasses. That'll be Oh no, that's Talon Card. Wedge is on the top table there. Okay. I yeah, I don't know who that's meant to be with glasses and with goatee. This is terrible. Oh my god! Look at look at um. Okay, yeah, well, definitely. That's enough time this, this looking is, about cursed this image. Is, this is great. This is gonna haunt me. Like <laughs> this, is, this is, yeah, this is terrible. Okay. Um. So back to Snap and Kari. Snap and, and Carrie Coon, the actress. So how do you spell Carrie Carrie Coon in in, in Star Wars? Uh, K A R E with a little. Okay. thingy on it the dash on it it's, it's probably carry that's probably the okay but it's like sabe isn't it it's like sabe so carry so a little a little different than than the carry coon in our world so the reason why i wanted to talk about this wedding yes is so they, they get married on dakar talk about they get married on they get married on dakar approximately five weeks before force awakens based on my timeline workings out uh-huh. in poe dameron 25 now, there's also a flashback to this in the second book of the Join the Resistance Junior books. Mm-hmm. Now, in the comic, this wedding consists of one panel and then another panel of Poe observing the party. That's it. Two panels. Okay. And the Re- Join the Resistance book still manages to contradict it in several ways. <laughs> So, I mean, it's quite impressive, considering it covers two panels. Uh-huh. 
So one of Black Squadron pilots, uh, Oddie Mover, is mentioned. Mm-hmm. He's a ab. You know this t- thing where you have to say a word you've never said out loud, but you've read it loads. Mm-hmm. Ab abdendo abnedo. You know those aliens that were invented in Force Awakens with like the little tendrils. Yes, and the sort of flat snout. One of those. Okay. So o- Oddie Mover was uh-huh. mentioned as being present. He died six issues earlier in the comic. <laughs> but there is another alien of that species in the panel in the comic who's probably Eloazzi, who's in the movie a lot and is named after the, or in homage to the Beastie Boys. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hello, Nasty album. Mm-hmm. In the book, Leia officiates. Sorry, in the comic, Leia officiates. You see her stood over Snap and Kare. In the book, Poe does it. Because they wanted to keep it a secret from the Resistance leadership because they had enough on their plate. And then there's a load of fart jokes in the book. Because J-Squadron, the crew from the books, Mm -hmm. they're responsible for the catering. And one of them uses a wrong herb and everyone ends up with really bad wind for the whole wedding. (laughs) Is that what they call it in Star Wars, wind? Yeah, they did call it wind and flatulence was mentioned. That's, but it's uh, how how you can get something so contradictory when it shows you in the comic. It's quite clear who's leading the wedding. <laughs> yeah, like wait, so it, that's what, a special kind of the the comic came out first, and then the book. Yes, yes. How far apart were they? I mean, I'm assuming that they were just being kind of like written at the same time. I, I don't think they were that close. Really? I mean, I'd have to look, but there it's was, there was a, enough time. Like, it's such a minor detail that doesn't really affect anything. So I, that's the that's the part that kind of that bothers me then, right? I mean, obviously, it's, I haven't been bothered by this very long because I just found out about it. <laughs> but, <laughs> but no, but it, it, it's it's it, little things like that where it's like they're, it's inconsequential. So to do it one way versus another. So why like to some people it's like, so why are you like, you know, why are you even focusing on that thing that doesn't really matter? But then that's also why it's like, so then if it doesn't matter, why don't you just do it right? <laughs> because yeah. And if you, it, it, if you read the comic, anything. but it's, it's even the fact that the book gives so much justification for why Poe's doing it. Yeah. Like they talk about not bothering the leadership and they, that whole thing about why there's no uh, resistance leaders there is yeah. mentioned like three times. Yeah. But it, it's there in the comic on one page. It's it's really not hard. No, it's not. Oh, that's that's disappointing. I mean, yeah. there's just, there's just, really it's there's no. Okay. Mm-hmm. So there's people, I think I feel like some of these uh, some some Star Wars creators, and I think that they've probably you know they're a lot better. Or they have been really good, I think, on the High Republic from what I've seen, because all the authors there, they're all like friends and all that. But I feel like some yeah. of these other people, they just need to take an, an improv class or something and, and yes, and <laughs> each other. I mean, that would have been great if Ryan Johnson and J.J. Abrams would have like done that to go with well, each other. For coffee. Yeah. <laughs> like, they just like yeah. hung out once. It's like, yeah, it's like, oh, so she's going to bring the lightsaber. So yes, and. And I'm just going to throw it behind me. They're like, no, dude, come on! Like, don't, don't just disregard everything I just did. Like, just just acknowledge it a little bit longer. 
Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, come on. That's, that's one of the best ah, moments of the entire it, nine film saga. As a, as a film on its own, I like it. As part of the saga, I don't. But that's, <laughs> I just don't think it's a good sequel. It's a good movie. It's not a good sequel. It's not a good middle movie between two other ones. So um, that's, that's what I feel. Anyways, um, yes, they should. And your feelings are valid, even yes. if they're wrong. I don't not wrong. Um, but I'm just saying. All I'm saying is, yeah. I mean, even just a little conversation, just just pe- just people being a little bit more willing to 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 yes and with each other, and not just be like, I'm just gonna do whatever the hell I want because I want Pope Dameron to be the efficient in here. When clearly this, it's like, I, come on, come on, people, just talk to each other, have conversations. Anyway, yes. Moving on. Moving um, on. So I've only got one other thing to talk about, so I'm okay. going to save us now. You know, there's there's a ton of weddings I could have spoke about. Uh, really, minor characters, characters you've never heard of, but a lot of the time we just weren't that interesting. There wasn't anything to discuss. Nothing now, too crazy, besides what we've talked no, about. Okay. But what we're going to talk about now <laughs> is <laughs> so this is purely legends. Uh huh. This this was the nineties. We're going to talk I, about. I, I love it already. You're gonna... very slowly bringing me into this, and this is great. <laughs> We're going to talk about Lando Calrissian and mm. his future wife, Tendra Rissant. Now they get married off screen. Um, we never see the wedding. You know okay. they're in books. We're going to talk about the Corellian trilogy, which is set kind of eighteen years after the Battle of Yavin, so one year before Luke and Mara get married now if you remember and um, the legends continuity kind of goes a 25 aby you have the new jedi order then you have um legacy of the force then you have fate of a jedi and lando's you know he's one of the big four so he's always there and his wife's there and his kids there so you yes. know they're, they're a main they're a staple and yes. we never see the wedding no but i do want to talk about how they got together okay so, so in this book lando's a businessman. I mean, we know that he owned Hologram Fun World. Um, uh, you know, <laughs> yes. At some point in his career, he's owned the Spice Mines of Kessel. At this point, he's built Dome Town, which is like a town under a dome in the lower levels of Coruscant with its own fake sun. Um, you know, he's he's a businessman. He's an entrepreneur. And, and he, yeah, and he 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 goes to Luke and says, "I want your help with something." And Luke's already been given the heads up by Mon Mothma. I don't, can't remember how she knows. And Mon Mothma's like, I think you should help Lando on this thing he's going to ask you to do. And Luke's like, what is it? She's like, you'll find out. So Lando says, Luke, I want you to help me. You know, I'm going to, I need some backing. I'm looking for some business partnership. And Luke's like, I can't sell stuff for you. I'm not going to go out. You can't pimp me out as, you know, here's my Jedi friend just to get people to invest in you. And he's like, no, no. And these are Lando's words, pretty much. I'm going wife hunting. <laughs> he, he's got a list of candidates of uh, wealthy women he wants to marry. He wants to marry into money. Yeah, he wants to marry into yeah. money. Okay. So he's got, he's got you know, a revenue stream, an income stream for yes. all of his entrepreneurial skills. And he wants Luke to come with him while he interviews women that he might want to marry. What is Luke? So is Luke is not there as a wingman. What is he there for? Just to prove just, that he's like a decent dude. Yeah, just to give Lando some 
credibility. Credibility, legitimacy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like no. It's like I. We, you, you may have heard of Lambda Calrissian, the con artist, and this and that. But listen, he really helped us out during the like Battle of Yavin. It's it's like trust me, I'm a Jedi. <laughs> or is it more like? Trust me, I'm a Jedi. He was actually <laughs> Jedi mind tricking all these women. But Lando actually uses the term wife hunting. Mm. It's so weird. And he's like, I've got a list of like 250 people. And Luke's Who, like, hold oh on. I'm, I'm not going to go and, and see 250 potential wives with you. And there's a, there's a point where Luke, like his internal monologue, pretty much goes, ah, shit. Now he knows that I will agree to go see some, but 250 is not the number. And Lando's like, oh, I knew you wouldn't come see 250. I'm not going to see 250. He's like, maybe 50, <laughs> maybe 20. I, I think one of the great things about this, though, Trev, is that Mon Mothma knew about it. And I kind of, yeah. <laughs> like, so I kind of want to, I'd like to know what that conversation was like when Mon Mothma found out that this is what he was up to. I mean, if if we now think about this in the context of Andor, where yes, that's exactly what a, I'm thinking. <laughs> arranged marriages for fifteen-year-olds are perfectly yes. fine. Yes, as political arrangements. Yeah, but I like just imagine like I mean that uh, I forget the name of the act like that actress now, but she you know it's, Von Mothma is such a stoic kind of. You know, character, right? And and she's just very yeah. determined. And she has like, you know, she knows what she wants and everything. Um, but imagine just like Lando, like talking to her, and he's like, "So I'm going wife hunting," and she's <laughs> yeah. like, "Excuse me," <laughs> like just sort of like she can get down with it. I think marriage. that's a splendid idea. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's the behind the scenes that I want to know about. <laughs> How'd that conversation happen? But, I mean, it's a good job that Luke went with him because his first candidate turned out to be a life witch. A life witch? A life witch. Where, essentially, she grants you, or she marries you, on, like, a five-year term where she gives you everything that your heart can desire, all the money in the world, and then she's going to drain your essence and kill you. Was that part of the contract, that she's going to drain your essence? Yes, absolutely, but Lando doesn't know, and they're talking about this, and she mentions five years, and he's like, oh, okay, and then, you know, that's just the end of it. He's like, she's like, yep, that's the end of it. She thinks that he knows, but he doesn't know, so she's just giving her a normal pitch, and he would be her 50th husband at this point, because, you know, people go to her, they might, they might be dying, or they just want five years of a high life, and then that's enough for them. And yeah. Luke finds out and he, st- he stops it. And Lando's like, oh, actually, no, I don't want this. She's like, I thought you knew what you were talking about. You know, I yeah. thought you were all in. What? What is... Is this a book or a, com- or a comic book? It's a book. It's an adult novel. Well, adult trilogy of novels. Uh, do we get... Like, is she, is she a human? This life witch? Well, she's a witch. She's human-looking. Yeah. I get. Yeah, human-looking, but she's obviously not human. She's a like a life vampire, basically. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, what What else do we know? Anything uh, weird about the other potential? No. So, so second one, 
obviously there's a bit of communication because she's already married, recently married by the time he gets there. And third one turns out to be his future wife and they hit it off straight away. End of story. I just wanted to talk mm. about wife hunting. My God. <laughs> <And> witches. <laughs> yeah, I, remember, I went wife hunting a couple of years ago and I did it. <laughs> is that just what they call the dating scene in la wife yes. hunting <laughs> pretty much i mean there's so many people <laughs> no i mean I, I think wife hunt or spouse hunting i feel like it's kind of a thing because like you I, it's different where you've already made a list of potential candidates yeah and yeah. you only want them for their money yeah i mean he's a gold digger yeah yeah essentially yeah. i mean but he you know but it's it's also very much in character you know a gold digger authorized is the wrong word but you know blessed by the president of the government of the, t- of the time mm-hmm. you know? yeah of course i mean that's one way to keep him in check i guess why why did he even need luke why didn't he just have like a certificate from mom mothma like a diplomatic package. Right. No, no, I'm, it, I'm legit. <laughs> if, yeah, if, if Mon Mothma is down, like, with this idea, why do you need Luke to, as, like, your, your envoy, like, your representative? Or, like... I guess, I guess he did need him to get away from a witch. Yeah. Otherwise, he would have, he would have signed that contract not knowing what he was getting into. I guess, yeah, maybe, maybe just sort of getting someone that is able to sort of, you know, like tap into the force and make sure that this was a legitimate, you know, something that could be okay, as okay as it can be when it starts with wife hunting, I guess, or something. But, you know, would you rather be wife hunted or would you rather be like do it the way that Han did? and be kidnapped and possibly use <laughs> other methods to convince you that you're that you want to marry him. So when you think about it, Lando's a gentleman here. I mean, I also have just realized that I think Lando's the only one who lived happily ever after. At least in legends, you know, they they had a long relationship together. They had a child who didn't die unlike, you know, most of Han and Leia's. Um <laughs> <laughs> Luca Mara, Mara died. Snap and Kare, Snap died. Um, yeah. So Lando won, even though in canon, obviously, his child got kidnapped and turned into a soldier of the First Order. Yeah, but then he, but got, we her, don't... he got her back. And we don't know if he was married to her mother. So right. we can't comment on whether that was a happy ever after. And Chewbacca, presumably, after Han dies and... Well, I guess he's stuck around for a little bit, but presumably he could have gone back to his wife. After he he could have. <laughs> so I, I, I was going to talk about their wedding because um, it happens in Rebel Dawn, two years before the Battle of Yavin. Um, Chewie and Ham return to Kashyyyk. Chewie's not been back for 50 years. And him and <laughs> 50. Marla, 50 years yet. Him and Marla weren't dating, so they weren't like exclusive before that point. But she waited for him. Um, so Han and Chewie come back. Chewie literally proposes that day, um, bangs her that night, and then leaves with Han again. And then the next time he comes home, like, his son's two years old. Oh! Like, that's... (laughs) That was... And then the holiday special happens sometime after that. Happy Life Day, Trev! By the way, a couple (laughs) of days late. Happy Life Day. Are we watching it again this year? (laughs) 
No, I think we're... There was so much stuff on Twitter, and, you know, as there always is now, because Life Day has become a thing that is celebrated on the anniversary of the broadcast of the Star Wars Holiday Special. I don't think we've got anything more to say about it. We've done it. <laughs> However, mm-hmm. okay, yes, I am yes. firmly of the belief now that Life Day should not be celebrated on the 16th or 17th of November. It should be in April or May. Because I firmly believe, and I'm going to do a post on my Substack at some point about this, because I've done the math. I firmly believe it happens roughly four and a half months into the year, based on the stories that we've had where Life Day happens and their relation to other stories. I'm convinced by this. I... I think and it works in canon and legends. I think that that should be part of one of our <laughs> upcoming episodes before the end of the year. <laughs> I think. Okay. I will, yeah. That that will be. I our will life do the day. math. Yeah, we have to do. We have to talk about life day during our holiday season here. So that will be it. That's what, yeah. I'm not sure there's a whole episode in that. Nah, but we'll figure something else out. <laughs> but yeah, we could do that. <laughs> it's an excuse to keep to keep showing showing my my action figure that will remain in its like card and i think by the time we get we get that we'll have we'd have missed the life day train so maybe we just park that for next year Mm, i don't know we'll see we'll see all right uh trev (laughs) any other weddings or anything else that we've that we've missed i know you said that that was the last one but i don't know if you have there's anything else you want to talk about it, it was the last one, and then I threw another one in there, so I've, I think I'm weddinged out. All Wedding right. season is over. <laughs> um, well, thank you, Trev. That was... No, I mean, honestly, that was that was really fun and, and kind of crazy. Uh, and I think that's exactly what I what I was hoping we could talk about, because I, there was a lot of things there that I didn't know. So, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so... People listening to us, if for some reason you haven't yet, make sure to join our Discord, if only just to see Bruce Willis and Tommy Lee Jones being drawn into <laughs> Star Wars. And if you have read these uh, these comic books or have access to the panels, why don't you try helping us out to figure out who, uh, who the other people in this wedding are. So, Trev, you mentioned four or five people, right? Yes. So let us know if you think someone else is in there. Yeah, I'll take I'll grab some panels of the people who I think might be famous yeah. people. Maybe we could uh maybe we could solve a twenty year old mystery. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. All right, and you know the best way to solve this or to share your thoughts about this would be on the Discord. So yeah, go to utina.com slash discord, click the join now button on that page if you haven't done it yet. And that, because that's the best place to find out what we're up to, to talk to us, and to also just talk to other Star Wars weirdo fans like we are um, there on Discord. Anyways, besides Discord, Trev, we are also on social medias and people can follow us there. So, what are our handles? Uh, we are at SWRCars Pod on the Elon Musk's Hellhole and Instagram. I'm at Davy Todd on the Hellhole and on Substack, and Jose is on the Hellhole as. I am at the jo- <laughs> the Jackson T H E J O X I I I, but yeah, definitely like you know, 
I think on Inst, like hit us up on Instagram, hit us up on Discord is where we can kind of keep having a more more of a conversation, anyways. But I was gonna say something else, and now I am blanking on that. So I'm just gonna go go on to the next segment where I just say thank you, Trev, and thank you to all of our Patreon <laughs> members for supporting us and making this show possible, and thank you, dear listeners, for hearing us talk about anything and everything Star Wars. And with that, I can now say, radio out. There is no hatred. There is joy. There is no division. There is union. There is no apathy. There is passion. There is no gatekeeping. There is community. This is the Utini Star Wars fan code. Embrace it, live by it, and above all, trust in the living force. That's all for this week. Join our community and surround yourself with like-minded fans by visiting us online at utini.com. Until next time, may the force be with you. <laughs>